Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. Hello, Ivy Church. Hello, Ivy Church. Welcome to Ivy Church. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. Well, let me start out by wishing you a really, very, very, very happy New Year. And then I'm going to try and tell you the future. Listen, some things will happen this year that will be great. And some things will happen that will be really hard. Some of the things that you think seem great at the time will end up later when you look back to not really matter that much. Some of the hardest things will turn out to be the greatest things because of what you learned, that you realise you could have only learned the hard way. I'm not really telling the future. I'm just relying on looking at the past. And those things are true, whether or not you're a follower of Jesus Christ. It's just life. I've lived long enough, enough years to celebrate, to finally figure out that truth just a little bit. But here's the difference. Without God, life has no purpose. And without purpose, life has no meaning. And without meaning, life has no significance or hope. So I don't know how you can really have a happy new year without God. Some people try, but you, know, you don't have to because there is a God. Once you find him, you can discover from him that your life is not blind chance or lucky days and unlucky days, but there's a master plan because there's a master who makes plans and he wants to help you design and live out an extraordinary life. Christianity tells us there is an author and a finisher, a perfecter of our story. The universe came into existence at some point in the finite past, which... Scientists may only guess when that point was. Science does nothing to disprove the belief in a creator for those who approach it with an open mind. And what I find is that creator looks suspiciously like the God of the Bible. And I find that the God of the Bible is a God of purpose and power with loving plans for everything that is made, including you and me. Science advances, tries to catch up in some ways in figuring out what we know already from here, but we may not fully understand how anything and everything that exists does so. But not just that, why? See, there is a causer, and for the causes, he caused them. In order for life to exist, we know that many of the laws and constants of the universe had to be fine-tuned with mind-blowing precision. No chance it happened by chance. Chance can't cause anything. It's just a way some attribute what happened. But God made you on purpose to love you. Look at yourself. Every strand of that DNA that uniquely spells Y-O-U also points to G-O-D. He's written his genius all over you. So as this new year opens up and you look back and wonder whether there was a reason why this happened or, or that didn't happen or, or whether it will happen or it won't happen as you're going forward, everything changes when you realise this year your life story is part of something way bigger. And when you open the Bible, you see how you fit in because the author is great and he's good and he's given you a part to play in his epic story. The reason the story has such conflicts and pain is not because he is not good, but because there's a villain, there's an enemy who hates us and wants to spoil it and ruin the story. But that doesn't mean that you or I are the hero or the heroine. You just have to believe in ourselves and, and all work it out the way that we want it to so it will work out the way we wish it would. No, the author himself has stepped in to take the starring role and now we're meant to join his side as goodness fights evil, as love conquers hate until eventually, because he won, we win and celebrate and live happily ever after together with him forever. See, this isn't just a great story, it's the greatest story ever told. And the best part of it is, it's a true story. 
I know for all of us, the last few years have meant more tears and trials and tests. To make sense of this new year and what God wants to do every day in every way and in every part of your story, we're going to start at the beginning because that's the best place to start so you don't end up lost or stay lost. We're going to anchor ourselves in God's word and who he is and what he said here in the Bible because everything else is just shifting sand. So many people are lost and alone in the world. And this tells me that God, our Father, wants us all to be found and at home in his love. So open up your Bible, if you will. Why don't you get a paper one and start reading that. Open at the beginning of the greatest story ever told and about how every day this year, whether like me you do a reading plan that takes you through the whole Bible in one year, uh, at least, as I've done for over 30 years now, or if you're just getting started, why not put a bookmark where I put mine here in Genesis 1 in the Old Testament, and then put another bookmark in one of the New Testament Gospels and just read a couple of chapters every day. Make that a resolution today, a resolution that will keep you. It will keep you going. It will keep you strong and resilient and hearing God and guided by him. Find your place in the Bible first thing every morning and you'll find your place in life every day this year as God takes first place and he'll show you the good works that he's prepared in advance that you should walk in them. So today we're starting at the beginning. Not with your story of when you started, but something much more ancient and huge because you can't understand your story without understanding God's story. And you can't understand God's story without reading the Old Testament. It starts in Genesis chapter 1. Genesis. The Hebrew entitles the book after its first three words, which is just one word in the original language, Bereshith, in the beginning. This is not God's beginning. The director was there before the movie. The author was there before he started writing, and he'll be there when it's all done. This is the beginning, once before there was a time. Verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good and he separated the light from the darkness. This isn't about how, but this is about who and it's about where everything got started, created. Bara, the word is, it means created out of things that didn't exist before. The uncreated God made everything. He just created the universe by the word of his power, by the power of his word. John's Gospel says that word later became flesh and lived among us as Jesus Christ, but that's later in the story. What I want to see from here is that God's spoken word has creative spiritual power. Words, your words and mine, have great spiritual power. They always have had. It's the way the world works. So that's why Jesus said, be very careful how you hear. Don't give your ears to lies, gossip, fears, false teaching. Weigh everything according to the word of God because that's what will create your world this year. Be careful who you listen to. Be careful what you listen to. There are false teachings and false Bible teachers and the spirit of error is transmitted into ideas and actions through words. Be very careful what you speak out this year. Speak out words of faith. Add words of faith to what God says. Say amen to it. Bring your words into agreement with what he says and everything will change in 2023. His words and your words lining up creates incredible spiritual power. Sometimes even the words we use in prayer have the opposite effect. If you hear somebody praying, they're like praying, Oh Lord, I just have terrible big problems. It's all just getting worse and worse in my life. Well, what are you putting faith in? 
you know, getting, putting faith in the problems, getting worse, and that's what you're speaking out. We're going to spend a lot of time this year looking at our words and how they can help you or hold you back. Because words can transmit doubt or fear, or they can transmit faith, can't they? Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing the word of God. So are you listening today? I hope so. But you don't just show you have faith because you heard it. It's what you say and do yourself with what you heard that shows you listened. Because something changes in your life. If the weather reporter says, tomorrow there will be floods, I show I believe those words when I say, I'm not going out without my wellies on. Whatever you listen to, faith comes when you put your trust in a word. Maybe you look at the universe and maybe you haven't actually got to first base with God yet. You've got a wow about it, but you struggle with something so huge as the thought of God creating everything out of nothing. Well, actually, later on, the author of Hebrews, writing to a group of Jewish Christians, explained that it's by faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. This says, by faith we understand. God created everything out of nothing. That's not hard, actually, for me to believe at all. Some people who don't believe in God believe nothing created everything out of nothing. I'd say that takes a lot more faith. But we understand God, the universe and everything by faith. You can only work out 2023 and what will happen in it and what you're meant to do every day this year by faith. It's only by faith that we can begin to work out anything about who God is. But we can learn a lot just from these words right at the start of the big, big story that we're all part of. As we look back to the creation and look around at what he's doing in the world and the promises and prophecies that he's told us about in the future, it's the only way I can orient myself properly. I look at Genesis and the word of God reveals here what we could never have figured out from measuring creation with the most incredible scientific tools, with the most gigantic telescope or the most accurate microscope. It turns out God, who created the universe, has a personality. He's good. He does good things. And he's powerful. He's strong. And he sees and he acts for good, for light that triumphs over darkness. So we're not just talking about the force here. The force can't be with you. But God is and he wants to be. He's not just part of creation any more than a painter is part of the painting, but he shows something of who he is because his signature is over every part of what he made, including you and me. The story is going to tell us many other names for God as we read through that, but each facet is going to reveal something about who God is. But right here, God is Elohim, literally mighty strong God. He's omnipotent, all powerful, and he uses all his power for good. And that's very good news. You've probably heard the saying about power. What does power do? You heard the quote from Lord Acton. Power corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely, it sounds good. It's just not true. Because who is absolute power? Who has absolute power? God. Yet our God, the real God, is uncorrupted and absolutely incorruptible. Fix this in your mind this year. Remember it. God is good always. He never does evil, nor does he cause it or condone it. Any other kind of theology, the word theology just means thoughts about God, any other kind of theology of God is a blasphemy. It's leading towards an apostasy away from the real God who looks at what he's made. We see that he's a God who sees here. He, he sees it and literally what he sees here and what he speaks here into was a world of confusion and emptiness and waste and void. 
God sees what's dark and messed up, but he doesn't detach himself from it, like the Greek gods or the Babylonian gods in their creation myths. No, the Spirit of God is doing something about it. He's shaping it. The Word and the Spirit are working together on it, brooding over it like a hen with the chicks to hatch the eggs, to bring new life forth. Like Jesus said, he felt when he came to Jerusalem, he was going to go across for the sins of everybody there and all of us, but he said, I just want to gather you up along to like a hen with her chicks and that first two verses here are like the view of somebody who's just seeing the birth of the whole universe and what happened and it tells us so much that we need to know about creation and the creator and then the viewpoint subtly changes for the rest of the chapter as it breaks down some of the stages of what happened there where we hear what God speaks and what he commands and what he brings to pass and God is mentioned by name more than 30 times and God said and God said and God said God is the subject here of all the verbs God is active God created God made God saw God named God blessed God said and it was so. So our God is an active God. He wills and he works. He sees and he speaks. He decides and he does. And what he does is good. Read on. And it says variations on the theme over and over every day. God creates it by the power of his words saying, let there be and there is. Because he's in control. He's sovereign. Words shape worlds. It is true today. Your words are shaping your world for better or worse. One of the leaders who most shaped my life is a brilliant Canadian pastor called David Callaman. And I, I was with him once, I once heard him say that in his mid-teens, after failing an examination at school, his confidence was hit so badly, he can still remember sitting in his bedroom and saying over and over again, I'm stupid, I'm stupid, I'm stupid, I'm stupid. He says he remembers walking up and down the stairs at home. Before long, he'd start to say it out loud, I'm stupid, I'm stupid, I'm stupid. And guess what happened to all of his grades? Every single lesson that before he'd been smashing it in, terrible until he started to change his words and when he did that again changed God changed his life when he changed his words about his life we have to watch what we say and we have to bring our words into alignment with God's word God would never say that he was stupid God will never say you are stupid either don't say what isn't true about you this year speak the truth God knows the truth God knows the truth about you agree with him God looks at the world and he saw it's good. He loves the world. God speaks good stuff because he's a good God. And if you will receive it and believe it today at the start of this year, whatever the government or the media or your mum or the man in the street or your boss says, we say 2023 is your year, is Ivy's year. 2023 is Ivy's year of blessing yay blessing will you agree with me on that will you speak that blessing out today what's good what can you see and say thank god that's good that's how we speak a blessing and we release the power of god that way we already started looking at blessings a little bit we had some series on it in the old year but this year i believe it's really god's word to us we're going to see in the next couple of weeks and as we follow through the bible in this year our god is a blesser he loves to bless. In the beginning, God speaks a word of blessing, literally a benediction. 
The word just means a good word over everything here. And he speaks it over the planet and the plants, the sky and the seas, the birds and the bees, and the seeds and the trees, and evening and morning. Every day he says what he sees, and he sees what he says, and it's good, and it's good, and it's good. And a blessing comes. Because the blessing makes everything productive and multiplying and flourishing and life comes there because that's what blessing does. Two million species, all good. He speaks a blessing over them. In 2023, we can find ways to bless our world every day because we know God is like this. Blessing your home and your relationships and your work and your health and our community and our city. And he loves this planet and he blesses it and we should too. He gives us humans the job, the responsibility, the power of looking after it all for him because it's good and he wants us to be a blessing to it. So it says here that he blesses them, the people, when he makes them too. He says, you're both made in my image. I bless you. Male and female, he created them, it says. He says, you are a man. I bless you, man. Be a man. You are a woman. I bless you, woman. Six times, he says. It was good, but when he gets to making people, you and me, he sees what he sees and he says what he says and he says it's very good. So why don't you get ready to receive a blessing today for this year of blessing? Why don't you stand up, if you are able, wherever you are, and I, I want to declare it and decree it in the name of the Lord. And I believe there is a blessing that the Lord wants to put on you, that you'll have right now as we start this year. He sees you. So let's pray. Father God, righteous creator and sovereign Lord, you love to bless your children so that we can be a blessing to all that you have made. So now, in Jesus' name, I pray for everybody who will activate this creative, saving, redeeming power of your word by adding faith to these words of blessings. Put your hands out like you want to receive something. Yeah, come on. May you be blessed today. And may this be a year of blessing for you like no other has been. May the Lord anoint your head with the oil of gladness as he makes his face to shine upon you, that you would receive every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. I bless your home with peace, that laughter and joy will resound around the walls, as all who dwell with you or visit you shall be blessed going in and coming out. As the Lord himself is your strong tower, I bless you to travel and to walk without fear on your mission in this world, knowing he is your refuge and strength and a very present help. As you complete your assignments, as you fulfil your blessed destiny, I pray protection over him of warrior angels to bless you and encamp around you and guard you and uphold your steps as the Lord himself is a hedge of protection and a wall of fire around you so that you can rest in the shadow in the shelter of his wings be blessed be blessed with the full armor of God to protect you as you advance the Lord's cause in every battle against the powers of this dark world and all spiritual forces of evil Fear not because I bless you and I bless your work and he blesses you with opportunities as you serve the Lord by serving others and receive a reward from him for doing so. I bless your relationships so that as you do the will of God, you are a brother, a sister, a mother or a father to those who need a family to belong to. I bless your finances as you find it more blessed to give than to receive. I bless your heart, soul, body and spirit to be guided in the way that you should go. Led by his word as a lamp to your feet, as you walk by faith, 
filled with grace and enjoying the favour of the Lord as your unfair advantage in every situation and in every circumstance. I bless you in the name of the Father who loves to bless, the Son who turns all curses into blessings and the greatest blessing of them all that comes to us by the cross to you now in Jesus' name, the blessing of the Holy Spirit with you, in you, to never leave you or forsake you. Amen. Hi, I'm Anthony Delaney. I'd love to welcome you to Ivy Church. Do check out the website, click on a few buttons, look at some previous teaching and some of the other things that we've been involved with. And why not plan to join us soon at one of our locations? Join a grow group, do the alpha course and figure out for yourself what it is that Christians believe. Or if you've got anything we can pray about, be in touch, press the contact button so that you can email us, let us know about you and how we hope you can be part of us. Come and join us at Ivy Church.